Hello, and welcome to our Roll With Me podcast. This episode is made possible from the support of our friends over at Zooks, who encourage dogs to live life off-leash. We are all about that, as we prefer to explore places that are dog-friendly and in the backcountry. We give Blaze and Peach of Zooks treats as we adventure in the outdoors. Learn more about Zooks at zooks.com. Speaking of dogs, we're here with Bean, Kyle's best friend and sidekick. He's an eight-and-a-half-year-old Border Terrier, and Kyle and Bean have been traveling around the U.S. in a red Winnebago Travado. Growing up, Kyle and his family experienced some dark times and even some periods of homelessness. Kyle moved frequently and attended 14 different schools. In high school, Kyle was deemed one of the worst kids in the entire district and eventually dropped out after being told by teachers that he would most likely end up flipping burgers, in jail, or even dead. Now Kyle lives in his van, and Greg and I met up with Kyle in Colorado to talk about his path from being homeless to now home free. Kyle, tell us a little bit about how others can follow along with you on your journey. Uh, Most of uh, the storytelling and adventures come through uh, Instagram, Facebook. And what's your handle? Uh, Full name, so it's at Kyle Kesterson. And so you're on a tour right now. Tell us a little bit about what this tour is about. So I do a series of speaking engagements. We usually go deep on the topics of entrepreneurship, storytelling, creativity, building culture, more so now living the van life lifestyle. That's awesome. Awesome. So is it your art and photography that's funding these travels that you're on right now? And Um, no. So I do, you know, consulting and then speaking um, and running these workshops. And it really is when you're on the road, you just kind of figure out all of where you can extend yourself. You dabble. Oh, I dabble. (laughs) And this year is great in that I worked really hard and it gave me a pillow. And so for the next eight months, I don't have to work. And where have you been so far in your travels? As far northwest as Galliano Island, all the little San Juan Islands up on the Canadian side, all the way south to San Diego, as far east as New Mexico, and as far north east as Jasper, and then everywhere in that rectangle, just kind of 75,000 miles of zigzagging. So what are you traveling in? Tell us a little bit about your home on wheels. He's a 2016 Winnebago Travato. One evening, I think I was on rvtrader.com, this giant bright red beast (laughs) just popped through the screen. The second that I saw the photos, I'm like, that's the one. And I went and saw it the next day, spent eight hours at the dealership and had a down payment. Afterwards. That's cool. And tell us about the transition to the van. I took a step back and I started to define what success is. And I realized success became about having autonomy with my time. And then also just being able to connect to the natural world, slow down time, mm-hmm. gain perspective. None of these things really requires material. The more that I understood that as a truth, it just empowered me to go back to the house and purge. <laughs> so yeah. mm-hmm. I purged four bedroom house down to this little trailer that my jeep could pull until i got the van and you know now it's the van so is everything you own inside that van right now almost i would say 80 percent of what i own is in that van i have a tiny little storage unit in west hollywood and what are your van essentials uh bean my dog he is an incredible little adventure beast i learned a lot from him just watching how he explores and my photography gear 
God, lately it's been my inverter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because without it, I don't have access to my outlets unless I'm plugged in or my generator's on. I got this little awesome 350, 400 watt inverter off of Amazon, pop it in a little 12 volt and it just stays charged. So can you be off the grid? I'm assuming you can. I'm always off the grid. Okay. I'd say 90% of the time is boondocking. Take us in a tour of your rig if you were to walk in. Mm. So you have this like little chariot step that slides out <laughs> and you can walk straight up into the inside. It's like your red carpet, right? It is a red carpet. Except it's not red. <laughs> no, everything else is red. Um, so you hop up inside and immediately to the right is the cab with the two seats. Both spin around. Ooh, they swivel. They swivel and it has sink and two propane burners and then a really great fridge that runs off of of 12 volt facing towards the back you have two twin beds tons of storage it has a flat screen tv that has a little surround sound and a little subwoofer it has outdoor speakers oh wow in the back you have the toilet shower so when you pull up to a camping spot or national forest and there's some other vans around you do you feel like they look at you differently have you had any scenarios where anyone's come up to you and said anything about your van Oh, yeah. I connect really well with elderly people or, or, you know, a more retired generation. I've had a few moments, though, where the build-out community, they'll be interested in it until they realize that Winnebago did most of the work. And then it's like, oh, cool. All right. And then, you know, they'll end the conversation or walk away or something. It's like, all right, I I see how this works. But most people are pretty friendly and interested about it. Do you ever feel torn between the two worlds of RVs and vans? I mean, do you feel like you fit in one more than the other or you kind of bounce between them? I think this is the Travato, I think is the riding line. It has many of the comforts of an RV, but I can parallel park it downtown LA in the middle of the night, or I can fit in a compact parking space. So I have the access of a normal vehicle with the comfort of an RV. Van life is an alternative lifestyle. How did you get into it? I was born in this little town outside of Sacramento called Yuba City. Reader's Digest actually called it the worst city in America. <laughs> and they call it that because just economically depressed. So my parents had the gusto to break free and move. Uh, we ended up outside of Seattle starting to get life going again. And then my mom ended up getting fired from a job and they withheld her paycheck and we didn't really have any time to react. So I was in third grade and my brother was in kindergarten. We ended up each with our own black trash bag and homeless for a couple of years, bouncing around different shelters and doing the whole food bank, clothing bank and school lunches. And But my parents somehow had the creative energy to construct a narrative. And the narrative was that we were on an adventure and there was an exciting reason to jump around to each of these places, just being very optimistic. I think that really became the first foundational element around this finding comfort in uncomfortable situations and chaotic situations. So does being on the road ever get lonely? Tell us a little bit about road life as a single traveler. Yeah. As opposed to maybe traveling with and another person. single guy, ladies. <laughs> um, I won't always have the opportunity to have this space to not have to filter myself and consider somebody else's experience. That then makes it feel like it's a gift. And it allows me to also appreciate that limited time. But every now and then you're experiencing something that you're just like, man, to just share that with somebody would also be great. Over the last two and a half years, 
have had a few people join in along the journey and I dated on the road a little bit, which was a little difficult, but, uh, <laughs> you're like, I'll drop you off here and uh, yeah, exactly. see you again here or yeah, something or never see you again. No, <laughs> it just doesn't feel like I'm at a place to be rooted down anywhere. So do you think that this van is your forever home? I look at my life now and one of the unexpected side effects, you instantly become more aware and more conscious. You have a very clear understanding to your consumption and your footprint. Mm -hmm. And so living that level of awareness mixed with being very intentional with your space and why you own what you own, you're very present in your life and the life that you're living. I can never see myself not being in a situation where I become numb to that again. What's your advice to somebody who is scared, scared of that uncomfort, maybe wants to take the leap and do something adventurous like van life, but just needs some words of wisdom or something to get there? Breathe. (laughs) No, breathe. I mean, fear is excitement without the breath. Start with breathing, but also be excited that you're excited. Like be excited that there's fear because that means that there's an opportunity to grow. And if you're not growing, you're dying. So just do it. When I was mapping it out, going to take the responsible route of make sure that I've, you know, paid off all my debts and now I have all of the things checked off the list and then I'm going to get into this thing. I just said, screw it. Let's do it. That's cool. And until you had your house in Las Vegas, was a house and a yard and space, was that something that you really sought and were working hard to achieve? As soon as you end up not having an address, life becomes increasingly more difficult to receive services, to get a job. I had a couple houses prior to one in Vegas and stuff. So for a long time, I had been very comfortably sheltered. And yeah, I mean, it was difficult breaking away from that comfort, Uh (laughs) you know, and I even find that now if I sit somewhere for too long, I start to get too comfortable. And I'm like, I got to get the road. (laughs) (laughs) I got to get in the van. (laughs) Fair enough. And, you know, I wonder all the time about people who haven't achieved their personal level of success. What would you say to somebody who is after that because they haven't had it? The way that that's communicated like that, it makes it sound like you climb up, you experience life, you get to the top, you open up the box. Here's success, guys. What do you do after that? What does your life look like after you've achieved success? Like you still have what, another 20, 30, 40, 50 years? So the way that I look at what I want my life to look like when I'm on my deathbed is just that deep sigh of relief, shit-eating grin of, I did it. I knocked the hell out of it. I live life. I mean, that's it. What does your family and your community of friends, what do they view your lifestyle as? My mom has always been supportive. She doesn't get the van thing, (laughs) but... She bought like all of the inserts for like the thermal inserts to keep heat out and stuff. So she's like, I don't get it, but how can I support it? You know, how can I make it easier, better for you? So my dad, he's the very traditional, like backbone, hardworking. The second that I started deviating from the clock in, clock out, the further I got away from that was like, wait a second, you know what? Well, how are you going to make money? Like, how are you going to, you know? As my entrepreneurship started to pay, as the van life starts to pay, then it starts to make sense. What advice would you have for somebody being able to identify their own values versus cultural values? Everywhere where you can find discomfort, Mm -hmm. that's that's an invitation to another little gift box that you get to open Mm -hmm. up. 
I like it. For the van lifers, we have a responsibility to be authentic about what it means to live this lifestyle. It's not sunsets on Instagram, Mm -hmm. singing around the campfire all day, every day. And a lot of people do feel like, wow, you were free and you are living this. This Life is amazing at all times. Like, Well, it's hard work. You need challenges. That's what keeps us present and forward is something to work at. We're here to solve problems. It's worth it. It's I awesome. like that. Yeah. It's a good closing, I think. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your wisdom. And we loved hearing your story and we're excited to share it. I appreciate you yeah. guys taking the time. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. If you like this episode, please leave a review in iTunes. We really appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Thank you.